and fellow adventurers, welcome to the MinMax Podcast. We want to thank you for joining us, and you do so as we continue the Extinction Curse. As always, we'd like to invite you to come join our Discord, a place where you can hang out with us and other listeners of the show. And if you'd like to throw a little financial support our way, you can check out our Patreon. And a shout out to all of those at our big number level and above. Rock Jedi. Wolf, Blardimus Slump, Thunder Mammoth, Elisa Ellie, Das Chris, Fizzgig, AC Goldner, Jason K, Dickie Lopez, Carnifex, Alex K, More Dine, Doma El Laca, Dr. Grinis, Forevermore, Frank L, Just Mike Works, Ross D, Treehugger, Darren W, Gold Rhino, Indie Link, Tawdry Monster, and Fig Tear. Thank you all for your support. And now a recap of Session 95. We're deep in the Zolgath camp, taking out targets one by one. After dealing with some dinosaurs and some fiends, we decide to head off towards the Gug slave camps. Using magic, the wizard and Moonlight speak to the Gugs and convince them we'll free them. We deal with some ghoul guards and have some tea with the Gugs before they wander off into the night. We then go invisible and fly to the top of the siege tower that is under construction. As we sneak down, we encounter a powerful Gug caster who is apparently leading the Zolgaths somehow for some reason. Whatever it is, we end up negotiating with her and she wants the Bokra statue from under Willowside. We, mostly the wizard, agree. She says that's the whole reason she's here, and in return she'll convince the Zolgaths to go back to the Darklands. We left off still in the unfinished siege tower next to a giant bonfire in the Zolgath camp, discussing with Helg the Gug just how this is all going to play out. Leaving Helg eats the eaters to Mandarskuva, you teleport back to where? Uh, straight back into the where the statue was. If oh, straight into the statue room. That's what we're going to try to do, yeah. I mean, if, okay. we, if we end up not there, I mean, we're, we're probably going to end up in town somewhere. You are able to teleport the party into the sea cave. However, you don't go directly into the room with the Bokrug statue. You go directly into the library. Fuck yes! That's exactly where the Wiz wanted to go. <laughs> yeah, it just, it just happened. That's exactly when you're thinking of it. That's where you wanted There's just a moment where he thought about the library, and he's like, fuck, I guess we're in the library, guys. Moonlight looks for a new book. New killing book? They gave away the um, Aridan one to Trevor. They gave away old book. Time for a new book. This isn't a library. It's an armory. (laughs) (laughs) So it's six in the morning right now. You've done your night raid. Do you rest in the library here? The Wiz is pretty well rested. He slept till 9 p.m. Yeah, but with the way spells and shit work, we almost we need to get back on a normal cycle, I think, unless we want to go back there tonight. We sleep during the day and go back tonight. We want to crash for the night? Give me ten minutes. I swap my seventh level Eclipse first, Magnificent Mansion. That's, 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 <laughs> I have a good meal and takes, I have a night's sleep. Perfect. I love it. <laughs> I, I have a seventh level spell slot left. Sure, why not? If an, if an unseen servant could speak, welcome home, master. Hey, you guys all get to experience what I do every day. Have some unseen servants <laughs> bathe you. <laughs> if you allow them, of course. They're not going to, you know, not without permission, obviously. Sure, why not? And then we spend an hour shrinking the statue. Which we'll have to make some checks on. Uh, I'm probably going to have to re-up the magnificent mansions in town as well. We would have cast them before we left. So you'd need to cast them again before we left to go back to her today. Yep. You get your rest in the magnificent mansion, pampered, 
fed what I would imagine is the wizard's idea of the ideal room for each of the party members. They're all themed perfectly for each party member. I don't even want to know what you think Jeb wants. <laughs> Mo- Moonlight's room is completely nature-themed trees and stuff, because I don't know what else Moonlight likes. Very dark, though. Do you have any natural sunlight in here? <laughs> like a single bright light in a corner as like a natural light. There's no actual natural light. It's it's imitated sunlight, basically. Because I, I, in order to eat, I need We're I need in an extra-dimensional space. Well, where where, oh, do, you, here, where here. do you think you're getting sunlight? It says that it feeds. The mansion provides food for... So we got, a, like, a solar lamp in the fucking corner? Y- y'all, the, the, absolutely. The kitchen has bottled sunlight. 100%. Moving on, though. Let's, let's do the ritual and shit. So you get out. You start the ritual. First, we start with the secondary casters. The secondary casters need to succeed at a DC 30 check. Guidance me, daddy. Yeah, guidance her, buddy. I succeed either way. Moonlight fails no matter what, but does not critically fail. So, so. Peach by nothing happens because he succeeded. Moonlight, because you failed, that's a minus four to my check. The minus four from because I failed? Yes. Jeez. I got a 40. Dude, way to go. Which, with the minus four, that would be a 36, which succeeds the 35 check. By one. It is a success. So as you are all in the room where the statue of Bokrog was, is looms over you as you cast the ritual and it, it isn't a magical item like I said earlier, it seems to have some sort of connection someplace else but it's not magical itself and it shrinks down down and down and it's just this little pocket Bokrog and I slide it into my glove I go up above and re-summon three magnificent mansions for the townsfolk. Do we say anything to the townsfolk? We just appeared from the general store again. Yeah, we just, we're just feeding people. No, the general <laughs> store door would be locked. <laughs> do, you, do you use your door knocker to create a door? Through the- <laughs> Done. I use the door knocker to create a door. <laughs> it's locked from the outside, but don't worry about it. Just open, open it from the other end. Alright, we'll, we'll be back in a bit. Bye. And I then teleport us all back to Helen. Hel- Hel- Helg. Helg. <laughs> the eater I, who I will eats. never get names right. Like, I'm sorry. The eater who eats eaters. I don't write this shit down. <laughs> the wizard, you should eat her. Then you can be the the wizard, the eater who eats eaters who eats eaters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. God, I'm a misogynistic asshole, aren't I? <laughs> <laughs> Hey, that's just being sex positive. Yeah. <laughs> do you want to teleport out of there at like 6 p.m.? Do you want to wait until dark, or how do you want to? I do think that? we want it to be darker because it's like not quite dusk. We want it to be like bedtime for the Zelgas, so they're not bothering their leader. Peace out at like 9 p.m. again, 10 p.m. Something like that. That gives us time to fill in Trevor and what happened so far, what we've done to disrupt the good old Travis. <laughs> what we've done to disrupt stuff, I'm gonna leave out the whole deal with the Gug thing. Gugs, yeah, Gugs I, was say, I you guess. Don't want to know, Trevor. You don't want <laughs> they, to know. They won't understand. So you're they gonna talk see to the Trevor. Curves on that Gug. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'd, I'd rather it not. I'd rather it not be a big thing. But the Wiz we can prepares do. for it to be a big thing for him and Helm. 
You know, he cleans himself up nice, does his hair up nice, redoes his braid. <laughs> so, uh, and you track Trevor down. You let him know about all in one night taking out the dinosaur crowd, the fiend pens, the the gug camp, and as you finish telling him those three things, he says, "Wow, that's just wow! You guys are just." nailing it out there. There aren't even any more hot spots left to hit. And after today, you must have dealt a huge blow to them last night. Because we haven't we haven't had a single attack all day long. Well, we're good at our job. What do we do? What do you what do you think we should do? Spend this time to rebuild the defenses that have been attacked so far. Um, yeah, absolutely. What are you guys gonna do now? We have to deal with the siege tower, of course. I'm a fucking gug. Sorry, what? Do not worry about it, Trevor. <laughs> Trevor gets a thirteen uh, to try to identify what a like what you mean by that. No one would he's know what I mean to, by that. He's just trying to like sense motive to you right now. And he's like, uh, okay, all right. Just go with the Travis. I feel like you're saying one thing and you mean another thing, but I'm not really sure what the other thing is, so I think we're just going with it. I'm rolling with it. It's a lot of dealing with you guys, just rolling with it. Wow, I just said that out loud. I'm so sorry. Okay. Yes, we like to use D20s when we roll with it. (laughs) Good luck with that. If you need anything, any resources, let us know. We're gonna batten down the hatches here and and build up a few, some of the the defenses. We've been doing it all day, but maybe we can reinforce it a little bit more. It never hurts right now. Good luck. Let's get the teleport bits off here real quick. And I use the, one of the scrolls as a focus again. You pop right where you need to. Right in the middle of the second story. I throw my most sultry. Oh, hey. <laughs> Our scuva is standing right in the middle. It still is a statue, but it has has been all mended up. It looks like it's been done, and she comes out, and uh, and she says, You return. Do you have the statue? I whip it out of my glove. Yes. Excellent. Then I shall retreat with the Zolkath army. I thought we were going to have a little thing. You know, I, I show you my... The rest of us leave the room. I show you <laughs> I show you mine, you show me yours. Spellbooks, of course. No, okay. Then- I'm dumb. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, uh, David, you can cut all of it if you'd like. You can keep as much as you want, but I, I'm, I think I'm... I like it. I think I'm done with it. I like it. I'm, I'm sorry, guys. I'm done. I, I hit my limit. <laughs> right there. She's going to exchange spellbooks with you. You have to trust her with your spellbook and vice versa. Do you? I mean, she's more intelligent than me. She's a wizard. I know that for a fact. She's not going to go without her spellbook, knowing that she's a wizard. So I would trust her as much as she's trusting me with her spellbook. I will be popping up a mansion and specifically allowing her to come into the mansion in case she needs to retrieve her book at any point. Okay. I will let her know and I'll ask her where she would like me to open my extra-dimensional mansion. She would point out the best place for it, which is in certainly under the ramp leading up to the third story, which is where she was sleeping. That's the best place. If you would like to have a nice bed to sleep in as well, I can definitely procure a room of your liking. That sounds fine. You know, I share my bed as well, but I don't know why I got back onto this. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm going to learn those spells, though. Um, <laughs> the wizard's like, I get it now. I'm leaving. And you create the mansion here. 
You have to spend at least 15 hours. So by the time you're done learning everything, what do you do? I'm going to drop some arcana checks. Sorry. This is for... I'm going high to low. What was the first one? Maze. What is the check to do this, to copy it? I need a 34 to copy Maze. I got a 43, so I didn't critically succeed. But you do succeed. But I did succeed, so I expend the materials. That's going to cost me 650 gold. Holy shit. To copy the spell? Yep. Dang. It's an 8th level spell. The next one up would be Cloud Kill, which is a 5th level spell. 5th level spell, I need a 26. You're going to kill this. I mean, I have a plus 27, so I critically succeed. It's half price, so 35 gold. So I I need to make a occult check to get this spell? Uh, Learning a spell... I believe you just make your casting. Attempt a skill check for the skill corresponding to your tradition, so yes. And then see invisibility was a second level spell. I need an 18. I mean, I'm, I'm going to critically succeed if Don't I roll. roll a one. Oh, yeah. So I critically succeed. Yeah. That's going to cost me three gold. What did I need for the fifth level spell? Fifth level is a 26 and 70 gold. If you critically succeed, it's half price. Yeah, I'm just hoping I succeed. <laughs> yeah, ooh, I got an 18 on the die. Nice. Yours was a uh, blood feast, Swanee, right? Yeah, it's that's uncommon. uncommon. So it would have been so a 20, 28. 28. And you got a 33. I got a 33. Success. Now I have to decide which spell I'm going to get rid of. There is Not a, for occult. There is actually one more spell I feel like I need, I need to take. And oh, it's a, it's good. A, it's a fifth level spell, so it might still fit in with the time frame. Which one? Blood Feast? Prying Eye. Prying Eye. Oh, it's, Prying it's, Eye. It's literally a spell... Under the deity of Nethus. Does it let you be creep or what? Basically. You, you create an invisible <laughs> floating eye one inch in diameter at a location you can see within 500 feet. It sees in all directions with your normal visual senses, which would be dark vision, and continuously transmits what it sees to you. And the deity is Nethus. I feel like I have to take that. So I do critically succeed on that. That was a pretty solid exchange, though. I got an 8th level spell, two 5th level spells, and a 2nd level spell. And And some rituals. rituals that we're going to have some fun with. I mean, you have Create Undead now. And the one that mind controls people. Oh, man, if one of you guys die, you're too high level for us to bring back at this point. No! (laughs) As an undead, of course. That's unfortunate. That could have been fun. Has, you, spell level requires undead, a level 9 Imagine an undead whiz <laughs> Why? I would love a lich whiz A lich, lich wizard whiz would be awesome. so awesome yeah. yeah, lich whiz would be pretty cool But you can't have phylacteries No, soul cage Soul cage. Is only. that what it's called now? Soul cage? Yeah Okay, so that takes us, what, like two days? Or a day? Essentially a, a Is it 20 film, hours? hours. 20, it takes me 20, 20 hours for the spells, four hours for the rituals. Jeb, what do you want to do while they're being nerds? I took Look me, clear like, the tower. A couple I, hours, I could have, pre- I could have prepared whatever types of rooms you would like for whatever. Maybe we can ask her to bring in some Zolgats and we can just kill Chop them. Chop them up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just for fun. Stab them to do. Are you sure we're not evil? <laughs> I mean, we literally I mean, considering just, create create undead is evil. We just took create Dude, my, undead as a ritual. Are we evil yet? We my axe we demands blood. Agreements with two different sets of gugs that are also evil. <laughs> yeah, but some of them were slaves. I, I still stand by true neutral on the whiz. 
Now, I'll tell you the couple of things that you learn from Helg, aside from, obviously, all the spell exchanging going on here and the other exchanging going on there. There is a the second-in-command. His name is Zashathal, Head Taker. He's been the one that's been getting suspicious of Arskuva lately and believes that, at this point, if she were to order the retreat, he may try to splinter off to make an attempt on the tower. Why doesn't she invite... Yeah, but we can kill her. <laughs> she can invite him to the mansion so that he can have words with Peach Pie and Jeb. Yeah, invite him up to the tower. Hmm. What they don't know is at the top of the, the ramp is the portal into the mansion. <laughs> and there will be no commotion because it's literally happening in an extra-dimensional space. <laughs> you could just invite Sasha Thal into the mansion and then just slaughter him. Holy shit. Have I thanked you enough for letting me use God. this spell? Or get <laughs> yeah. this spell? This spell is... Who would have expected, expected Mansion to be this so... Camp, this book. <laughs> I'm totally fine with that, because it broke it at the perfect point. Is, is the second command the only one she's concerned about? The only one with enough clout among all of the different clutches to be concerned like, about. If that one was gone, nobody would stand up to what she No one would. Uh, no one would suggests. stand up to Arskova or the puppet that she's created in this body. Are there any others that maybe have some amazing magical items or loot that we'd want that maybe she could coax in? We kind of skipped a shit ton of loot. We'd like loot. <laughs> well, we skipped may, everything. May, maybe just throw like the most loot-heavy ones at us. So Helg is going oh, to call Zashathal, the second-in-command, that she's concerned about his suspicions and her his closest lieutenants. And invite them up to the where the mansion is, and then you guys are gonna have yourselves a little combat in the foyer of the mansion. I'm ready to Before. kill some goddamn Zulgaths. Zulgaths. Who are enemies kill some goddamn Zulgaths. of the state? <laughs> yes. All right. As you all set up in the magnificent mansion, everybody go ahead and tell me where you're staging yourselves, so we can get an idea of where you're all at on the map. There's a long foyer with a second-story balcony that runs along the edge with a bridge on the balcony connecting the east and the west balcony. So I want everybody to tell me where you've posted up in relation to the front doors of the mansions as Helg will be luring Zasha Thal Headtaker and his two favored sergeants into the mansion. Peach Pie, where are you at? I'm up by the door, a little bit, a little bit off the door. I'm, I'm thinking I might open it and pretend like I'm a butler. All right, uh, Jeb Turtle, where are you at? We'll be positioned by the door, roughly on the lower half of the building. What about Moonlight? Where are you posted up here? I'm towards the back, up on the second balcony, uh, second floor balcony, because I don't want to be too close to these guys when they try to take our heads. Wizard, are you on the second story here, Ted? Second story bridge? I think so. Yeah. As you're all posted up in the positions you've taken, waiting for your prey, that sound that the mansion makes when the door opens, I can imagine it's sound of somebody passing through a portal. And three Zolgaths enter. And as soon as they enter, I need everyone, except for Moonlight, to give me fortitude saves. It's well known in Zolgath culture that the stronger your smell, the higher your rank. Oh, yeah? The higher your rank, the higher your rank. Oh, and I get a lot on my fortitude save. 42. 
All right, Peach Pie gets 42. That is a success. Jeb? 31 and 28 for the turtle and me. Turtle and Jeb are going to fail with 31. Oh, no. The king stink. Uh, 31. 31 fails. So we've got the wizard, Jeb, turtle are all sickened too as Zashathal head taker walks into the mansion. Here's a picture of Zashathal. Nice. It's a big club. I know that guy looks like a tool. <laughs> After that first one, the second one's like, ha ha. That's like a knockoff troglodyte Captain America. Captain Troglodyte. Before initiative begins, I welcome you into my magnificent mansion. And the Wiz takes a bow. So Zashathal walks in, and Zashathal's a big Zogath. Not like, you know, headless Zogath big, but he's muscular. He's got this giant two-handed club that looks like it's made from the tail of an ankylosaur. He's holding it in one hand. Holding it in one hand, yep. And he's he's a battle-scarred son of a bitch. He is covered in wounds and scars, and even the, uh, what, like, dorsal fin thing? I know lizards have a specific name for it, but that flap of skin that runs down his head and, you know, mohawk style has a big old gash in it. And flanking him as he walks in through the door are two other Zolgaths wielding steel shields and plate armor holding a mace in one hand. That's not plate armor. That is a plate (laughs) strapped to his chest. It is literally a metal plate strapped to his chest, yes. That's like, I don't want to get radiation on my heart, so I put a lead plate over it. (laughs) So they walk into the room, and uh, the wizard bows to them, and and Zashathal immediately reaches for his club, and he starts searching around. He says in Undercommon, Ascova, what trickery is this? Who are these fools? And he's looking around frantically. Ascova! Oh, is Arscova not in here? No. Is that is that the name of the wizard bay? That's Helg. No, Arscova is the the, the half dead puppet. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. That's Leader. right. That's right. That's right. He was he was fully dead. Full dead. <laughs> fully yeah. dead. Full dead. You're being commanded mentally to you know lead the Zogath well, army. In that case, there's only one thing you can do: go through the pockets and look for loose change. Zashathal stops looking around frantically. His eye is narrow. Wait, you're the circus fools. We destroyed all of our encampments. We are. Hello. They're speaking in undercommon. Oh. I speak in undercommon. We are. Holding out this huge two-handed ankylosaur tail for a mace, out straight, pointed at the wizard in one hand, he says, Prepare to die. Why? And I need everybody to give me initiative. I'm just having a problem with this guy because his name is Head Taker. Makes me think he like lops people's heads off, but that thing would just like crush someone's head. <laughs> head so you can't really like head smasher maybe, but head taker, I'm just not seeing it. He's got a bunch of oiled leather sacks that he just squeegees the head into afterwards. At the top of round one, with a forty-two on initiative, moonlight. Nice roll. You start us off. Yeah, when I wanted to go first. Um, we're going to have some fun with these guys. We'll try out a new spell. Okay, so we're going to need a will save from all three of these guys. 
So Zashathal gets a 41. Okay, that's a success. One of his lieutenants gets a 35, and then the other gets a 24. Well, they rolled well, so fuck them. This is inexhaustible cynicism. So for the one that failed, for the next minute, he does not consider any of the other two his allies. He is wary of them, and yeah, does not think that they're an ally. Uh, the other two is just for one round. And then finally, the creatures take 66 mental damage at the end of each of their turns with no save unless it's spent at least one action that turn seeking or otherwise interacting with its surroundings in an attempt to disbelieve the illusion that its feels are obviously surrounding it. Because they think that they are surrounded by illusions, but they're not because it's in their head. Got it. So it, it is not an illusion spell. There are no illusions to disbelieve. So it's only really going to be an issue for the dude that failed, because it's going to last a minute. Got it. Well, uh, that, that ends up going off, and they, they'll they take, you said, mental damage as well, right? The end of their turn, they take mental damage. Oh, at the end of their turn. So it, it's not an illusion, but it would be using an action that would normally break illusions. Right. So it uses the seek action to try to figure out that it's an illusion but it's not an illusion so there's nothing to disbelieve but for some reason that still gets rid of the 66 damage for the round but I just wanted to try that it seemed like a good time give that a shot well let's see it in action after moonlight we go over to Zashathal head taker Zashathal is very single minded and takes a five foot step towards the wizard why? Because he talked to him. Okay. And swings his ankylostar star at you. Gets a 47 to hit. That would be a critical hit. Wizard is going to take 62 points of damage. He needs to roll three to hit me. So it would seem. Hmm. For his third action, he makes a demoralized check on the wizard. Good. 42. Does that beat your will, DC? Question is, does it critically beat you, LDC? <laughs> Good question. And I'm sickened right now? Sickened too. Then yes, that would be a critical. So the wizard is frightened too. With his third action, he actually goes into a rage. Zasha Thal smacks the wizard gets off a demoralize and then goes into a rage and in undercommon he he shouts you've been a thorn in my heel for too long spellcaster no moonlight over there's the thorny one (laughs) i like waves because he's a bush (laughs) and then i'm like but wait i'm the caster (laughs) i made it funny (laughs) And it hurts his head so much, he takes 66 damage. Takes 18 damage and inexhaustible cynicism ends. He soaks up that 18 damage, going into a rage, gave him temporary HP. Didn't burn through all of it, but it got through a good chunk of it. Which takes us over to his one of his lieutenants. This one succeeded on the cynicism spell. He's going to use his first action to step up to Peach Pie. Use his second action to swing at Peach Pie with his Warhammer. He gets a 42 to hit. Hits! And deals Peach Pie, what terrible rolls, 16 points of bludgeoning. That's pretty bad. Uses his third action to shove you 
back five feet. Then he also takes 66 damage. 21. This one takes all of it. And right after he ends up going, he puts his hands to his head and he looks around a little bit and shakes it off. That'll take us over to Peach Pie. It's your turn. <laughs> Shoving me was perfect. <laughs> oh, yeah. I wanted to move, but I was like, ah, I'm going to get attack of opportunity everywhere I go. Um, <laughs> this way, I can get all the way around over next to the wizard and on to Zashathal, head taker. And uh, rage and attack. I attack him with rage. I get a 46. Nice. That's critical hit. I crit him. I deal him 76 damage, and I knock him prone. Get knocked prone, Zashathal. And that is all three of my actions. Spencer, can you delay? I sure can. I look at the whiz, and I go, okay. I'll give him a little head nod. I know what's going on. Jump delays. It takes us over to the other lieutenant. This is the one that failed the cynicism spell. First action to put up a shield. See, like, that's something he might do is be, like, wary about, like, going around this guy. Yeah, his, his second action to kind of step off to the side, and then with his third action, he's just going to hold. He's He's very, very cautious right now. He doesn't see any allies, and that's a problem for a fighter like this. And that's his turn. Uh, I need to ask, are you doing that as his seeking or otherwise interacting so he doesn't take the 66 damage? No, he's going to take the damage. Okay. I'll actually roll good on that one, and he takes 29 damage. Mental. He takes all of it. He actually uses his third action to put both of his hands up to his head and hold it. It hurts. Well, then after the Zolgath, that takes us over to the wizard. Fun. I take a step action as my first action, so I don't provoke, to get in a wonderful position right here to drop a color spray on the three of them. Oh, that's kind of a wonderful position, isn't it? My saves are shit right now, but uh, we'll see what happens. So uh, the two lieutenants roll a 37 and a 33, respectively. Zasha Thal, however, gets a 28. Two saves and a failure. Almost a critical failure. This is a seventh level color spray for incapacitation reasons. Assuming none of them are higher level than us. No, Zashathal is. I would assume okay. Zashathal so at least our level will actually be a success. Well, our level would still be full. It's only <clears throat> higher than our level, isn't it? Correct. He is higher than your level. He is higher than us. Yes. Okay, so his will, all, will be a success then instead of a failure. So then all three of them succeed. Yes, so all three will be dazzled for one round, and that's super shitty. I was hoping for something much better. Jeb, did you want to go now? I attack. Jeb comes in after the wizard. Ta-da, cat pounces up, and she doesn't like the old, uh, that guy. Zasha Thaw. So we're just going to bash him in a little bit. 40 to hit. 40 hits. 24 damage, and then with a 27 to hit, a miss. Yeah, the 27 misses, and uh, you would expect Turtle's full-on bite on this Zogath would get deeper in, but her jaws and her fangs are not able to actually pierce through his skin that far. He only takes 10 points of piercing damage. Neat. Jeb steps up 10 feet. Does he provoke anything? Yeah, the guy to your south is going to swing at you with his warhammer. His warhammer sucks. Gets a 33 to hit. 
passes the mischance with a five on that die. Jeb, you're going to take 28 points of bludgeoning damage as he bodies you with the, on your side with that warhammer. Does second affect my defense? I thought it just affected my hit. Yeah, it does. Uh, it, all DCs, including AC. Well, I don't care that he hit me and I'll swing. I'm going to get 36 on the main head taker. 36 hits. And I'll do 31, which looks like this thick-skinned boy is still preventing some. Even with slashing and magic damage, he only takes 17 of that 31 damage. Neato, that's all I got. Well, then after Jeb and Turtle, we go up to the top of round two. Moonlight, it's your turn. Um, I'm going to need a will save from, what is this, Zogath Hardscale 1. Uh, I take possession of his body. Say what? What? I cast possession Come. on him. <laughs> possession? <laughs> oh my god. Um, it's going to basically be a battle of wills. So on a failure... Which he does. He gets a 30. So let's just start at the beginning. You send your mind and soul into the target's body, attempting to take control. The target must make some attempt a will save. You can choose to use the effects of a degree of success more favorable to the target if you prefer. I don't. Uh, while you're possessing a target, your own body is unconscious and can't wake normally. So, like, I just, like, Moonlight just slumps down up on top of the balcony. Uh, I can dismiss the spell. If the possessed body dies, I have to make a fortitude save or be paralyzed for an hour um, or 24 hours on a critical failure. If the spell ends during the encounter, you act just before the possessed creature's init- initiative count. So on a failure, you possess the target and take partial control of it. You no longer have a separate turn. Instead, you might control the target. The start of each of the targets it turns, it attempts another will save. If it fails, I control it. If it succeeds, it does its own actions. If it critically succeeds, it forces me out in the spell. Interesting. It does have incapacitation, so if it is higher level than this. It is not. So that's not an issue here. Hey, one random really weird thing. Do any of them have extra dimensional spaces on them? Because shit falls out if they do. <laughs> they don't. Oh. <laughs> that is an interesting interesting way to search somebody. Just like um, all this shit falls out and he's like, oh, this is embarrassing. <laughs> oh, sorry. Don't drop that right there. Let me pick that up. Sorry, I, I got, I got, no, no, I don't, they don't have any extra dimensional spaces. Then after Moonlight straight up possesses one of the lieutenants, it's Zasha Thal's turn. He uses an action to draw a javelin that he has slung across his back. Oh, oh. I attack of opportunity him. I get a critical miss. Uh, I get a critical, no. 41 though. 41 is a hit. 32 damage. I'm trying to figure out possession. I probably should have read the rules more before. So I took control of this guy. Yeah. Can I use his reaction to attack Zashathal? Opportunity? Yeah. I mean, he's yours, right? Would he, would he would it proc question. one of his will saves? Well, he gets a will save at the beginning of each of his turns to see who has control of it for that turn. Uh, he failed his turn, so I think I have oh. control of him right now, right? I would say, yeah. I mean, yeah, he has an attack of opportunity. Yeah, I, I think so. Which guy is it, though? You, you took number one? I took number one. And then he does not have an attack of opportunity. He attacked me. Oh, thank oh, you. Oh, he did. And it hasn't been his turn yet. You're right. Still interesting. Sorry, that would have been neat, but 
It would have been neat. Would have really fucked with uh, number two, who already thinks he doesn't have any allies. <laughs> Everything's <laughs> fucked up, and they're all fighting each other. All right, so Zashathal pulls out the javelin, gets smacked by Peach Pie, uses his second action to stand up, and again with the ankleless star, the the two-handed weapon, points it at the wizard and says, You're not going anywhere. And he throws the javelin. He's going to throw it to the space just behind the wizard, right here. The javelin lances into the floor of the mansion, and you see this... of power go into the ground and it erupts in a five foot radius burst razor sharp stalagmites that come out of the ground and they shoot up they're 10 feet tall wizard you are surrounded by these razor sharp stalagmites if you move while you're stuck in this burst you're going to be taking damage moving as in somatic components anything with the move trait more specifically does it obstruct my vision at all or no everything on each side of the stalagmites has cover from creatures on the opposite st- side so the spaces are difficult to rain fuck yeah thanks man so he's basically he's putting you inside here so you can't get away the wizard just kind of looks around himself is like oh okay thanks man i was afraid your friends were gonna come attack me anyways I don't think you heard what I said exactly. It's surrounding me. I can't make a move action. You surrounded me in stalagmites. So don't move. I'm safe. Yeah. Thanks. He doesn't want you to get away. (laughs) This is my mansion. I'm not going anywhere. I'm questioning the tactical viability of this myself. However, it does fit Zashathal and the information that he has about you. Again, I'm just going to say thanks for, like, giving me a nice little safe place. You're welcome, I guess. (laughs) So that's his turn, which takes us over to the Zolgath hardscale that is currently fighting for control of his own body. Uh, I need a will save on that, right? Yes. 22. Why couldn't he have done that earlier? That's a critical failure. That does not change the success it's just he fails so i take i i have control of him for the turn you have control for the turn got it all right so what do you do with your brand new zolgath body does it feel weird to have like scales instead of bark yeah this is a whole new whole new feeling for moonlight they've never done this before (laughs) you're tall you have a shield there's a piece of metal on you you're pretty sure you have horns i mean maybe you're used to the dangly bits on your head but you're a lot taller. So I enjoy the first thing you said was you're tall. You're tall. Like full size, medium creature. Yeah. Yeah. So at first it just kind of like looks around and then like shakily moves. Oh, I can't move him. Uh, five feet west to be behind Zashathal. Okay. Although I suppose Peach Pie doesn't think of him as an ally. So I don't think I would get flanking. Yeah, I don't think you're going to get flanking on this. So I don't think Peach Pie really actually knows what's going on. You've never done this before. No, he, he, he doesn't know what's going on. Peach Pie might not, but wouldn't Moonlight treat Peach Pie as an ally? So Peach Pie might not get flanking, but well, that's I feel like an Moonlight interesting would. thought. Huh. It is, in a way, Moonlight. So Moonlight would treat Peach Pie as an ally. I don't disagree with that. Yeah, you get flanking on this hit. Peach Pie won't know what the fuck's going on. Yeah, I, I think you absolutely would. I mean, if I see him attacking, I'd assume he's not my ally. 
take a five foot step over because for one, afraid that Jeb might attack me if I <laughs> like with an attack of opportunity if I move too fast. <laughs> like Moonlight's not oh, used there. to this whole like physical in combat thing. It's weird. So I'm just trying to get a handle on this guy's stuff, which for the most part it looks like hit things with hammer. <laughs> <laughs> Do, do you disagree, Tyler? <laughs> I don't disagree, man. Uh, he, as you can see from some of his stance, stances, uh, even though he has a shield and is very shield-oriented, he doesn't need to spend actions on it. Yeah. So, I mean, he's already got that, right? Yeah, his shield, I think sh- that's already his shield going. is always happening. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, he's going to swing his hammer. I suppose I have to do that, don't I? I can just roll a d20. Uh, nat 20 of for a 44. Of course. Uh, <laughs> Of course. Guess what I found out this creature has, Tyler? Hammer Mastery. Dead, two, yeah. Deadly 2d8. Deadly 2d8. <laughs> oh my. The Hammer Mastery is built into his damage, so he's been doing that this whole time. But yeah, Deadly yeah. 2d8 is going to be nasty. So, if I'm getting this right, it's going to be 8d8 plus 22, or are you just going to roll it? 8d8 plus 22. Deals 57 damage to this, uh, to... Fuck. But, Thought was his ally? Zashathal, yeah. Um, and they both kind of shook it off together. Zashathal turns around and goes, What are you doing, fool? Uh, I just snarl at him. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, alright. Um, that was um, two actions. You got one left? Two actions. I've got one more. Double 20. Yeah, I mean, his only option is to attack, so. Oh, that was going to be an 18. Yeah. But good enough. Hit him once. Crit him. I think that worked out in my favor. That, that'll certainly do it. Well then. After Zashathal gets betrayed, Peach Pie, it's your turn. I want to contend that I definitely would have flanking on him. Now, yes. Hell yeah. Now you realize that, at the very least, this is an ally of opportunity. Yes, exactly. Exactly. That's the perfect way to say it. Ally of opportunity. And obviously, since it even drew his attention, you have even more of an argument for it. 36 to hit. 36 hits. We'll deal him. 45 damage. Second action will attack again. 38 to hit. That'll do it, too. We'll deal him. 41 damage. Third action. Attack again. Damn. All right. Crit fish. Crit fish. No, oh. I'm not going to get with that. Done. Well, well, damn. Okay. It is the Zolgath Hardscale who still doesn't view anybody as an ally, and their whole entry party here is super confused. One of them is actively attacking Zashathal, who is surprised and yelling at this guy. There's the one in the back by the door who has his shield up and is frantically looking left and right, and now watching what you know could have been an ally. Maybe they weren't sure attacking somebody that they know absolutely terrified right now, and what they actually do with all of their actions is they open the door behind them, and they rush out of the mansion. They need to go find some allies. After he runs out, Wizard, it's your turn. Cool. Because I was just going to throw all the ice down. Oh, did it use all three actions to run away? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it takes 66 mental damage. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, go ahead and roll it. I still have it here. Uh, 20. 20 mental damage. Just keeps going for a minute. All right, then. Wizard, it's your turn. 
Yeah, that kind of ruined what I was planning on doing. But him running away? Yeah. Because my next action was honestly going to be to put a wall down so he couldn't run away. Ooh, got it. But if he's gone, then there's no point in putting a wall down. I don't know how this would work with Moonlight possessing somebody. I wouldn't say you necessarily know Moonlight's possessing them. Moonlight's never cast that spell before, and they're not really close enough for you to get visual and to see it go off or be cast. I cast a one-action, seventh-level, true target. Okay. Never heard of that one before. Lots of new spells coming out. Giving it to myself, Jeb, Peach Pie, and Turtle. You delve into the possible futures of the next few seconds to understand all the ways your foe might avoid harm, then cast out a vision of that future to those around you. Designate a creature. The first time each target makes an attack roll against that creature during this, the true target's duration, which is until the beginning of my next turn, the attacker rolls twice and uses the better result. The attacker nice. also ignores circumstance penalties to the attack roll and any flat check required to the de- due to the designated creature being concealed or hidden. Oh my god. That's a single action. Holy shit. There's a lot going on in that one action. True target on the four of us. Disintegrate for my second and third actions. <laughs> it is a fortune effect, so we can't hero point the fact that we're already rolling twice. Rolling twice takes. So anytime any of the four of you attack Zasha Thal? The first time each target makes an attack roll. Got it. Such a swell guy. Oh, God. Swell. That's... So I rolled twice for my well. disintegrate. I rolled an 11 for the first roll and uh, a nat 20 on my second roll for my disintegrate. Which one are you going to take? The 11 would have <laughs> missed. Now, if I remember correctly, I think you did say that shit gets cover from me or something. Uh, it has cover, yes, it has but cover it doesn't matter. It doesn't. No, it doesn't. <laughs> it, do- it, do- it doesn't matter. I so mean, I the cover need... would grant it a plus two to AC, but uh, that's not going to save it from an at 20. No, what I'm saying is it doesn't matter because of his true strike. It said it avoids cover. No, <laughs> from, right. uh, no, it doesn't no. avoid cover. Circumstance penalties from concealed or hidden. Oh. Yes. Oh, so concealed or hidden. Well, if it's is, visible, it bypasses. Is, is cover a circumstance penalty? That's an interesting question. Or is that a plus? No, that's a plus to their AC, isn't it? That's not a penalty to the attack roll. Standard cover gives you a plus two circumstance bonus to AC. Yeah, but this ignores circumstance so penalties to the attack, to attack roll. Ah, got so it. So it wouldn't okay. do anything to cover, but it would ignore, like, concealed or hidden. Got it, got it. Okay, well, I need a 42 save for the disintegrate. Okay, then. Get a 34. That is a success, but it's going to be bumped down to a failure because of my critical hit. Disintegrate doesn't have the incapacitation trait, does it? It does not. Oh, okay. It fails then. You didn't want this combat to actually like be interesting, did you? We're throwing so many <laughs> high-level... Extremely interesting. High-level weird-ass spells. Oh my god. Uh, 88 damage. And its uh, resistance is physical. And this is not physical, so it doesn't resist any of it. I was, was going to say, what what the fuck is going to resist of disintegrate? Not this guy. So it still kills him, right? 88 damage yeah. kill him? Still kills him. Okay, then with disintegrate... He had roughly 60 left. Isn't there something about if it dies? Uh, I think it turns into dust. It's reduced to zero HP is reduced to a fine powder. Its gear remains. Its gear remains. I disintegrate it. <laughs> And with no fanfare, with no... I'll get you next time, wizard. Just... 
the big two-handed maze just thud to the mansion floor. Just and it makes this dead sound. That thing has to weigh a ton. I really like the true target disintegrate combo. Holy crap. And that, and I can do it in one round. Okay, real quick. True target. Uh, it's fucking gross. Holy right? shit. It's, that's an amazing spell. True strike on crack. It's seventh level. I mean, it's it a is, single action. It is action. true strike on crack. It's sharing it with four people? Fuck. That's so good. And I enjoy that it's, it's also just creatures, so I can give it to turtle as well. Yeah. That's fantastic. Well, that's it. Well, are we still going to have to kill this other one? Well, you mean the one that moves well, possessing right now? The thing is, you guys go before it does, so... Or at least, I fucking uh, attack it! it I just start beating the shit out of Moonlight. <laughs> and it could potentially attack you, too, if it makes its will save, so... I don't think this is over quite yet. Ah, uh, wow, this is... Wow. You can you can remove the head taker because he's not even difficult terrain. He's a pile of powder. He's not even difficult terrain. <laughs> Man, you could argue his gear might be difficult terrain, but come on. Trip over oh, that man. big club. Well, One of my guess... servants comes over with a dustpan. <laughs> <laughs> it is dirt in your mansion. Oh my god. Then after the wizard disintegrates the book for Big Boss, Jeb, it's your turn. Sorry, I'm kind of speechless here. I'm having a hard time moving forward. That was just, that was, that worked very, very well. Jebediah, there's one Zolgath left. I miss it. Let's strike it again. I'm missing it. I'm trying to kill the other Zolgath. It must be an enemy. I hit. Finally hit, yeah. Oh, that was Turtle. Nice. Um, I use shield block. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> <laughs> so you get the. Uh, I think it reduces ten. Yeah, it depends on. It says says uh, lesser sturdy shield hardness ten. Oh okay yep 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 that's it. So we're done twenty two. So it takes twelve Tyler and I take six. Oh 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 the yeah. shield takes twelve you take six. No the hard scale takes twelve hit point damage. Moonlight takes six. Moonlight hit takes six hit point damage. I take okay. half of any damage dealt to the possessed creature as mental oh. damage. That's okay. in the possession trait. All right. The free action aggressive block would push Jeb back. I don't know if you want to try going that far with it. Or push Turtle back. Never mind, uh, that's a wall. Yeah, I don't want to hurt Turtle or anything like that. Just shield block it. Just shield block it to reduce the damage. Also, Moonlight's just screwing around trying to figure out what, like, how this works. <laughs> <laughs> this body's weird. <laughs> <laughs> then after Jeb and Turtle, we go up to the top of round three. You guys got that encounter in two rounds, for the most part. I guess need a will save. Gets a 28 on the will save. That's a failure. Where is the dismiss rules in Pathfinder 2? I think it's a pre-action. But the spell actually has to state that it's dismissible. It is. It, I mean, possession says you can dismiss the spell. That's one action. It's one, it's action. one action to dismiss. Yep. I don't want to get two attacks opportunity from these guys while I'm still possessing it. I five foot step to here, and then I move like twenty five around. This is difficult terrain. Okay, so I get like next to the wizard. <laughs> oh hey. And so not the stalagmites. Third action, I dismiss the spell. Basically, I was trying to waste his turn. Wait, well, I, I I can talk. Can I talk through it? I'm possessing her, right? I don't see why not. 
in a language you quite don't understand. You're trying to talk. I guess, you, yeah, I wouldn't. I see. Like, I think I would try to speak. It would come out as undercommon. Not, I don't think so. Or do I speak my own language? Because that's the language I know. Thing. You just, yeah, you just speak your own language because that's what you know. This is a physical possession, not a mental possession. You're not. You don't actually get any of its faculties or any of the languages that it speaks, memories or anything. Right. Yeah, you could just speak common. It's going to be maybe broken, awkward common because you're talking with a Zolgath tongue as opposed to whatever appendage you use to shape vowels and consonants as a leshy. Um, so it's sounding like... This is Moonlight. I am possessing this body. <laughs> I didn't know you could do that. Liar! Kill it! But I... I am dismissing it. Take a hero point. Then, like, I don't know, this guy's, like, eyes kind of, like, blink a whole bunch, and... (laughs) His whole chest kind of, like, shudders as Moonlight leaves his body. He looks like he gets weak in the knees. He doesn't quite fall over or drop his weapons, but shakes his head a little bit and starts to orient himself in the room. Yeah, hero point for, for Moonlight on that. That was fantastic. Loved it. So that uses up his whole turn. And I think I just go right before him, which I already am, so... That's what I was going to call out, because I think it says it moves you to the beginning of their initiative. In yeah, to right before right. them. Beach pie. Do I kill it now? If they dismissed it, yeah. Alright. We get to here. 15, 20, yeah, I can get there in a way that does not provoke an attack of opportunity. And I will attack! We'll get a 39 to hit. That'll hit. We'll deal him 52 damage. Okay, it's going to use the shield block reaction. And there's all these spikes behind the wizard, around the wizard. Do I feel like if I could knock him up and back and I, like, impale him on the spikes, like fucking Mortal Kombat style? Fatality. There's only one way to find out, Peach We're gonna, There's only one way to find out. Awesome blow. I need to make an athletics check against his fortitude DC. I get a 37. That is a success. He is knocked back five feet and onto his ass. As he he goes crashing into the razor shards that were pulled from the ground and and are protruding all over the place, he is going to take... Takes ten points of piercing damage. It is the Zolgath Hardscale who ran. It's their turn. Uh, They don't need to make a will save for that damage, do they? They just take it. Unless they do something to seek or something similar, they just take it. Okay, which they aren't doing. Then they take another 21 damage. And I cast it on round one, so when we get to round 10, that's when it would end. I don't know if it's going to get allies. Then we can sit in here for 24 hours. It tries to bring a bunch of allies in here, and it runs in, and all of the other ones can't get in because they're not allowed. <laughs> and if we realize just they're just waiting outside for us, we just teleport away. Yeah. To teleport, you have to be on the plane, don't you? I thought you had to be on the plane to teleport, unless it's plane or teleport. Can, as I say, you can heighten it to the point that you can teleport between planes. Wizard, it's your turn. We still got this fucker alive. Uh, drain bonded item level 7 true target, a cast true target on him with me, Peach Pie, Turtle, and Jeb. Drain bonded item, sixth level, I recall, disintegrate and disintegrate him. (laughs) I'm really glad you didn't do that while I was in there. That would have been bad. Holy shit. Uh, 
35 was my highest roll. 35's a hit. Okay, fortitude save. You rolled the nat 20 on my fortitude save. Ooh. You deal 12d10 damage, and the target must attempt a basic fortitude save. So critical save, he takes no damage. We actually, yeah, uh, disintegrate does nothing to him. Wow. That 20 is a nat 20, unfortunately. Uh, then after the wizard, Jeb, it's your turn. I step up and strike at it. And you roll twice and take the better result. Sure do. How about a 41 to hit? 41 is a critical hit. Uh, uh, that works. <laughs> uh, 60. Damn. 60 damage. This is all funny right. that it takes all of it. it. Yeah, okay. And then I'll strike again. A 29 to hit. 29 is is a, a miss. Okay, I'm done. Then after Jebediah, up to the top round four here, Moonlight, it's your turn. Um, yeah, we'll just see how badly we can fuck this guy's head up. I need a will save from him. Will save incoming. Uh, 28. That's the failure. That's going to be 12d6 mental damage as his worst nightmare manifests in his uh, brain. 40 damage. It's this. Right here. Stuck inside of an overly (laughs) extravagant mansion, all alone, with no allies, getting curb stopped by a bunch of circus folk. This is it. This is it. It's, it's, It's not being possessed by another person that's not it suppose i suppose that's all part of it right he does have an ally there's just like dust over there <laughs> and, and the other one ran the fuck away so sorry a, dude a scary tree possesses him and he starts screaming out in his sleep leave me alone leave me alone <laughs> it, it uh, i'm sorry oh hey he's also frightened too because he failed oh hey would you look at that and i'm done well it is his turn do anything. Just anything. Stand. Damage. It's a move action. He's still on the spikes. Fuck, you're right. He is going to take damage because he's going to stand. You're right. So he's going to stand within the spikes and he's going to take 12 points of damage. But of course, because he's standing adjacent to Jebediah and Peach Pie. Peach Pie roll twice. It's your no, I get the killing blow. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's mine. Let's see Peach Pie crit on Fine, attack the dead corpse, Peach Pie. I will. <laughs> Slash bonk, dead Zolgath. Oh, so oh, dead. Crit. Roll, <laughs> yeah, roll. you didn't even need the second oh, roll. I want to see if you rolled a nat 20. My true target did nothing. <laughs> everybody was that's, hitting that's, on the first fucking roll. Yeah, everybody's first roll was better than their second roll. Wasted a seventh level spell. <laughs> it's still a great spell, man. Uh... Yeah. So that happened. He, he's dead. Again, 100% unseen servant comes over and sweeps up that, uh, <laughs> head, head taker, whatever the fuck his name was, into, into a dustpan and disposes of him. All he is is dust in the bin. <laughs> they, they also pick up... <laughs> the good Spencer's like, no, I'm out. They also gather up all the gear from the, the corpses for us and uh, lay it out, lay it out nicely and present it to us one at a time. Anybody concerned about that other Zolgath at all? No, not, not at all. Not, not at the moment, no. Because only he can get back in. They also bring us snacks. And we'll destroy him. Yeah, that would be my question, is does he show up at some point and try to come in with a bunch of other people? And does it take over a minute, and how much damage does he take? <laughs> <laughs> 
So, as the unseen servants are taking the equipment off of the uh, Zolgaf that was just uh, sliced open by Jebediah up in the spikes, they also are handing out tea and snacks. <laughs> Everybody gets their own tea, preferred tea and snacks. Moonlight, you get a little bottle of sunlight. Bernard gets his little teacup. Love it. While that's occurring, Helg walks in. I snap my fingers. Another unseen servant comes with a cup of tea and snacks for Helg. Helg's holding the Zolgath that ran out <laughs> and just deposits it in front of the wizard. The unseen servants pick up the body immediately and dispose of it. It's still alive. And when she when she drops the body, she goes, For you to kill on your own, love. That's fucking adorable. Oh, I step over the corpse. I'm like, are you are you okay? He didn't hurt you. Fine. Tea? tea? She, like, takes a moment to brush a little bit of Zogath blood off of her. Again, I snap my fingers, and Unseen Servant comes and cleans her up. <laughs> Who's gonna... This, this guy's still alive. Who's gonna kill it? Uh, Peach Pie, do you want to take, take care of that? I suppose... But... Thud. <laughs> Thud. Thud. Drinking tea. The wait staff of Unseen Servants just watch, and, and you, you hear a slight groan from one of them. <laughs> I gotta clean that all up. I thought, like, between each between each thud, like, one tries to, like, run in and, like, wipe up blood. And <laughs> just trying to keep the place clean. Can Unseen Servants sigh? Can, can they sigh? I don't, like... I, I don't think so. I just flavored <laughs> they did. It would be hilarious. I'm almost certain they can't, but... Congratulations? You're level 15. Level 15, the big bad of Book 4 defeated, and the Zolgath camp effectively handled. Well, that is if this Gug lives up to her word. And we still have another tower with an Aeon Stone to go check out. What complications may yet await us? Find out next time as we continue The Extinction Curse. And until then, may you have many great adventures of your own. It's your turn.